Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson. And joining me this week, a guest from a long time ago at this point, back from season one on our D&D extravaganza, Sean Marks! Hello, hello, It's uh, it's been a hot minute, but it uh, feels good to be back, I've uh, I missed this. Yeah, it's, it has been a while, how you been? I've been good. I've been uh, I've been keeping busy down here. Last time we were on, I was uh, living up in Fort Saint John or Fort Skin John, as many people call it. But now I'm I'm down here in in Methbridge, Alberta, in LA. So <laughs> I'm loving it. Yeah, it's good to have you back on. Uh, fun fact about this episode: if you're a Canadian listening to this episode on the Monday, you know what you can do: perform your civil civic duty and go vote. It's true. You should go vote. We don't I don't I don't get political on this podcast, but you know what? When you when you can vote, I'm going to tell you, go vote. Go exercise your rights. Cuz you have every right to and you have a right to vote. And so go vote for this federal election. It's true democracy. Democracy, exactly. Uh and with that out of the way, our headline of the week this week is a big one. It's a story that we covered a lot last year when it first happened. And we kind of updated it. And I didn't know that this happened. It technically happened last Friday, but and I missed it somehow. You? The Apple versus Fortnite lawsuit has ended. A verdict has been made. And so for those so quickly a quick recap if for those who remember the Fortnite versus Apple lawsuit, uh Fortnite took Apple to court. Or one of them took the other to court because uh, Fortnite had their own in-game store taking the money instead of using Apple's iTunes store for their microtransactions in the game. Apple was not a fan of this, so I think Apple is the one who took them to court. That would make sense. So, uh, here's some of the things that happened. So first, uh, Apple has must stop blocking App Store developers from steering their users to a third-party payment option. A federal judge ruled on the Friday, issuing a permanent junction in the Epic vs. Games vs. Apple uh, lawsuit. So that's the first thing. So after this, if you you don't want to use Apple's uh, first-party purchaser, in-game purchaser, you don't have to anymore. You're now able to use a third-party in-game thing. So that's a get in that sense. That's kind of a big win for Fortnite, but Apple also claimed a bit of a victory in that it prevailed on every other count uh, oh. that was included against App- Epic's allegations that Apple's policy around in-app purchases constituted an illegal monopoly in the payment market for mobile games. So, what are the other counts exactly? I don't know exactly what the other counts were, but if you want to read up on what all the other counts were, Polygon, PC Gamer, and a bunch of other gaming outlet news sites, as well as actually some proper news sites, because this was a big lawsuit that happened, did cover it. So, you can go check those out. I'm kind of just grab some of the big highlights. I was just going to say, makes sense. Third parties, that's that's a big win, not just for Fortnite, but for a lot of gamers, for a lot it of really people. It really is. 
Yeah, it really is. Um, under the injunction issued that Friday by Judge Ivan Gonzalez Rogers of the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California, Apple cannot prohibit developers from including their apps and their metadata buttons, external links, or other calls to action that direct customers to purchasing mechanisms. This will be taking effect in 90 days. So you do. So the developers will have to wait a bit of time, but after those 90 days have happened, uh, Apple will take a hit there. Their one big hit. So, although both companies must pay their own legal costs, the ruling directs Apple Epic to compensate Apple for the App Store cut that Fortnite, the, that the Fortnite maker uh, avoided paying for the months that they were in court. So, the big winner in the end, in the future site, Epic kind of takes that, but right now Apple is kind of the bigger winner walking away from this. Yeah, considering they took everything else, but Epic got one, and it seems to be a pretty major one. They, they got the, they got Epic did kind of get the bigger one, which is going to very much change how the App Store will be used. So good on Epic for making like this is like a huge stride in a sense, but it's also Apple kicked their ass. Yeah, but it's Apple. That's going to happen every time when you when you when you go up against a big, massive conglomerate corporation. You're, you're you're taking a risk. Oh, yes. And speaking of Apple, uh, it's not in here, but the iPhone 13 got announced as well. Ooh, and, uh, I just got an iPhone 12. Oh, wow. It's already outdated. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. That's just buying phones nowadays, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they also showed off a new iPad mini, I think, and a the new Apple Watch as well. So they're just spitting out everything they can right now again. It's it is the time of year. It's because Christmas is around the corner. Oh yeah, it's. I think we get one of these yearly. It is that time of year where we do get the Apple keynote presentation. It's true, and then in July you'll get the plus. Oh yes, exactly. Yeah, you know we're gonna get the thirteen plus coming to next July. Oh God, <laughs> your phone, your phone is out of date that you got four months ago. Here, buy a new one. It's the same thing, but it's slightly smaller. So when are we gonna be? What are we getting? Phones the size of laptops and pants with huge ass pockets to fit them in. I think all pants will just come with attached satchels at this point. <laughs> Or bags of holding. Everything will just be like, hey, here, put this in your bag of holding. It's the only way to carry your tablet and your phone and your iPad, your laptop, and everything all at once. Everything you need to live. Now introducing the iPants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Apple versus Fortnite. It's now comes to a close. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, read up on it, obviously, as... Um, it has a lot more details on what all the other counts were that Apple did win in, and you can kind of see uh, everything that happened throughout the case of this month-long, months-long lawsuit. And with that, we're going to now jump into all the other stories that happened this past week, as well as a few games that you might, that have that have come out that you might have missed. This is the Week in Review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the Week in Review. And in the games department, three games that came out this past week. The big one, Deathloop, for the PlayStation 5 and PC, is now available. It will be out on the other on uh, the Xbox systems soon, uh, but it is a timed exclusive right now. So uh, take advantage of that if you have a PlayStation 5 or a PC. 
I have neither, but I don't know much about this game. But it's it looks intriguing. Oh, Death. Okay, Deathloop is that new game from Arcane Studios. It's the same developers as Dishonored, where you're basically in a death. You're in a loop, a time loop, and your goal is to kill like the eight visionaries. And every time you die, the loop starts over. You gotta do it all again. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I, I can get into that. I can fuck with that. The trailers, like, the trailers all look really cool as well. And there's also, like, at, there's someone hunting you as well the entire time. It's a really cool game. It's like that Tom Cruise movie, right? Or like a Groundhog Day, but, like, badass and killing people. Yeah, exactly. And you get, like, the some abilities that are, like, very Dishonored-like. Like, there's some warps, some other things that you can kind of do. So it's really cool. Okay, so something like sometimes like if if you are about to die or something screwed up, you might be able to warp back in time maybe a little bit. Yes, there, that actually is one of the things that you can unlock. Now, obviously, you unlock more stuff by dying, uh, but yeah, it's really cool. So check it out. It's the big game. Uh, it's, it's also got really good ratings from all the game reviewers, so it, it is definitely worth your time, and its delayments were necessary for its release. Uh, we also had Toem, an indie game that was showed off at the Nintendo Indie World Showcase. A game that I was actually, I said that I would pick up where you're basically, your goal is to like take photos of this stuff, of like th- these like very f- vibrant-ish worlds. It's like a very 2.5D type game. It's a very cool game. Check out the trailer for it. And uh, lastly, Origami 2 came out. A sequel to a stealth game called Origami where you use the shadows uh, to sneak around your enemies. It's a very interesting game, and I'm surprised that a sequel got made. Uh, I played in Platinum to the first Aragami game, so go check out Aragami as well. Very much worth your, might be worth your time. And those are just some of the games that came out last week. In the world of video game news, we got uh, a couple of delayment news. Three games delayed. Uh, the first one, which isn't as bad, Battlefield 2042 got delayed to November. Not the biggest hit. It's still coming out this year. However, Rocksmith Plus got delayed. Not sure when it's coming out now. Probably next year. As uh, the studio is currently revisiting some of the game's core features, or the service's core features, as Rocksmith is becoming more of a feature where it's available on every, literally everything that you can think of. Uh, game stores, app stores, mobile markets, everywhere. And the big one that a lot of people are going to be sad about, Dying Light 2 did get delayed to 2022. That's unfortunate, but that's only, that's 2022, I guess. It's a bummer, but I, you don't have to wait too long. Oh, well, the game was scheduled, I believe, for holiday 2021 this year. So hopefully, maybe spring. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Finger, yeah, fingers crossed. In some TV news, Anthony Mackie has been cast in the new Twisted Metal TV series. Hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Who's he playing? I do not know. I don't believe it was announced who he's playing. Or if it was, I did not uh, see. But uh, he's been cast in it. It'll be definitely be interesting. I'm surprised that Twisted Metal's even getting a TV adaptation. That's weird to me. Yeah, it seems like a strange game, but like with everything else that's getting their TV adaptations nowadays, it doesn't surprise me too much. Like I just started watching Why the Last Man, and I was kind of surprised I got a TV adaptation because, you know, it has a tendency to be pretty risque at times. And Twisted Metal can, well, it's pretty much in the name. It's, it can be pretty twisted. Oh, so, yeah. Like, 
it, it has the fan base. The fan base is there. That's why they're doing it, right? Very true. Very true. Uh, the Switch got an update that allows Bluetooth audio to be used as an output option. So you can hook up your Bluetooth speakers or Bluetooth devices, and the Switch can uh, emit the audio out from those now, which is kind of cool. Right? Your Alexa can tell you your video game scores. Exactly. Alexa, tell me what my golf score is in Super Mario. <laughs> you are 27 over. Be better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it says it in Mario in Mario's voice. <laughs> Be better. <laughs> um, in Fortnite news, uh, Carnage is one of the recent skin additions to the game, as well as Naruto, I believe, got added as well. Um, so, yeah, that happened. That's going on. Uh, in another big lawsuit that's happening right now, news, the Activision Blizzard lawsuit that's currently going on where the state of California is suing them. Yeah, that's huge. That's crazy. Uh, they've currently hired a new HR boss, the new Chief People Officer Julie Hodges, currently taking over diversity and inclusivity commitment and with amid the California lawsuit fallout. Uh, she is formerly a former Disney exec- executive who worked in their HR department as well. well. I think people saw that coming. If you're going to try to fix the fact that you've been running a boys club for years, you're probably going to bring in female HR person that, but also like a Disney exec in HR. That's a good call on their end yeah. because uh, if anyone's good at human relations, it's Disney. It's true. <laughs> it's a hundred percent true. They're just fighting everything all the time and they do a good job of keeping stuff under wraps. So, so hopefully this, uh, I, I don't think it'll help them in the long run, but it'll definitely help them clean up their mess. That's exactly it. It might not fix the past problems, but it might fix it cute going forward. Yep. Uh, in some Google uh, Google shutdown news, another Discord music bot has been shut down by Google. Uh, we talked about this when Groovy got shut down. Now Rhythm, the next music bot, has been hit. And again, same reasons. They are. It's because they have a premium membership that you can pay for. I'm, if you, here, I'm gonna say this right now. If you're, a, if you have a Discord music box, can't end those premiums, end them because you're not, you're gonna get shut down if you keep it up. Yeah. Were, were we using rhythm for? We were for using Groovy. We were using Groovy for our D and D, and we had to kill it. Uh, but no, we're using. I, I, we're using. We're not using rhythm. But I don't want to say what we're using because Google might listen to this and like, oh, we got them, boys. No, you're not getting us, Google. You get out of our pockets and out of our heads. We're sticking with our bot. You you can just fuck right off and let us play Dungeons and Dragons like real people. Uh, but you, but if you, but like I said, if you uh, are some creators for these Discord music bots and you are offering a premium service, stop. Stop right now. End it. Maybe do a couple... I, I wouldn't say do refunds, but like end that premium service and just make it all one thing that's free because then they'll leave you the fuck alone. It's a good idea. Listen to this man. <laughs> I'm speaking wisdom right now. I'm speaking pr- hard truth that uh, your capitalism ways are not the way. <laughs> Quit being so greedy. Listen to listen to Game Lounge Tony. He's spitting truth. Left, right, and center. <laughs> exactly. I'm picking up what you're putting down, bud. <laughs> 
Um, in more legal news, a lot of legal shit happened this week. Um, ex-Bungie composer Marty O'Donnell has been ordered to pay Bungie nearly $100,000 in legal fees. Uh, he was found in contempt of court after distributing music he was ordered to return to Bungie in 2014. It's a lot of dollars. It's a lot of dollars. That's U.S. dollars, so that's even more <laughs> Canadian. Oh my god, that's like hundreds of million Canadian dollars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dang, that's a lot of looties. That's a lot of loonies right there. That's still, like, even if we're talking toonies, it's a lot of toonies, too. That's currency up here. Anyone in the States who's listening, toonies are a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have a loon on them. <laughs> oh, wait, no, they, no, no, no. They, 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 they have two. Toonies are the polar bear. Wait, no, loonies oh, yeah, loon. yeah, they, yeah. I got my coins mixed up. Oh, oh gosh toonies, darn. Toonies should have two loons. Would make more sense. Yeah, the Taloonie. We have the Looney and the Taloonie. And the Taloonie. <laughs> Taloonie Tunes. <laughs> Taloonie Tunes. <laughs> um, in Undertale-esque news, Deltarune, the successor game of Undertale that developed by Toby Fox, finally dropped Chapter 2 of the game. The first chapter was released back in 2018. So Deltarune Chapter 2 is now out. It was a surprise to everybody. Was there any, like, build-up to it, or just all of a sudden they're like, here's another one almost four years later, enjoy. Yeah, I mean, people have been waiting for it, I know that much, uh, but I've never, I, haven't, I haven't heard a lot about Deltarune, honestly. But people are excited for it, people are playing it, people are happy. Absolutely, but, like, I've been waiting for Game of Thrones book six or seven <laughs> for, like, ever, and that's still not out. I'm pretty sure it's six, I think it's six, yeah. For the winds right. of winter, and yet, pfft, where's that in my life? I don't know, George R. R. Martin. Start doing something for your books before you die. It drives me crazy. So I'm glad. I'm glad that they got what they. Yo, need. what what's gonna come out? What's gonna come out next? Uh, Elden Ring or George, the, the next fi- Song of Ice and Fire? <sighs> Honestly, <laughs> we're probably gonna see four more Matrix movies until we see the next <laughs> Song of Ice and Fire. If I'm being honest. <laughs> Okay. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, we're laughing, but like it's kind of bad because our next news is actually kind of sad. Um, Minecraft uh, former YouTuber turned streamer, uh, Toasty is his current name, but a lot of people probably know him better as controversial YouTuber Bashiverse has passed away from COVID-19. Uh, Brandon Asher, he was 36 and started facing complications with COVID, which turned into pneumonia, and he passed away in hospital. Scary stuff out there. It is scary stuff. And uh, as he was doing that, he did say in his, like some of his last tweets to go get the vaccine. I couldn't agree with him more. Get your jabs. Get your get jabs, there. man. Protect, other, protect yourself. Uh, on the topic of Minecraft, going from the sad end to the more up, up tight, up, up, t- up tight, up, uh, upbeat. That's the word. Upbeat. <laughs> That's how words work. A group of Minecraft builders is recreating the entire Star Wars galaxy, planet by planet. Okay, hold on. Is this the same group that just did all of Middle Earth? Yes. That I just saw that online and was blown away. They're capacity of doing ministry uh, was amazing i was just it was like what a one-to-one scale that they did that as well right yeah like brick by brick 
Yeah, same team. They've already, according to the report that I read, they've completed two planets, uh, Tatooine, because it's pretty uh, barren, and uh, Coruscant, I believe. See, they're gonna get some uh, some trouble when they start heading to like Kashyyyk. Oh yeah, I think, I think things look a little tricky when you hit Kashyyyk. But maybe that's just me. I've honestly, I don't tell anyone this, but I've never played Minecraft. But I don't know how hard it is to build a tree in Minecraft. I assume you would just plant a seed and just wait. But well, I you see, that's how you get a vanilla tree. Like people make custom trees. Like you're like the things people can do with Minecraft is crazy, man. Might have to watch some videos. You you, sh- you really should. There's some really cool, like, just, like, time-lapse buildings, building videos. They're so cool to watch. See, I would be interested in that. I would watch a time-lapse building video. I watch time-lapse building videos of actual buildings being built. I'd probably enjoy the same thing yeah. with Minecraft. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, in China news, Chinese players of Life is Strange True Colors are currently review-bombing the game. Because of a single thing that the game features, a Tibetan flag. Oh, and so they're just—they're they, yeah, they're they're they're, they're like they, they're done with it. Yeah, and honestly, that's not good for the game because it's, it's not good. But again, it is population. It is, but it's also it's also China. So. Eh. <laughs> I think I don't think anything else needs to be said. I think that just kind of says it all. Yeah. Uh, one last thing that happened uh, today, the day of recording this, which is the Friday. THQ Nordic had their 10th anniversary showcase hosted, by, surprisingly hosted by Jeff Keighley. He was there. I was not expecting Jeff Keighley to be there, but he was there uh, where they got to show off a couple of new games that are going to be coming out in the future. They didn't get specific dates. Uh, but they showed off one, two, three, four, five, six, about eight trailers. Um, so I'm going to tell you guys what they showed off. They started off with Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed. I've been waiting for this game since I was like 12. Really? Destroy All Humans 2? Are you kidding me? I, pl- I played Destroy All Humans growing up when I used to go to a Blockbuster and rent an Xbox. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so this makes you very excited. This is the first I'm hearing about this. So this is so uh, they, as you as we all know, they did an HD remaster of the first game, and there while well, there is like a Destroy All Humans one and two, they are now remastering the second game as well. Well, that's very exciting. It's hugely exciting. The trailer was pretty cool too. I've never played a Destroy All Humans game, but it look, they look like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's just aliens killing humans. It's very yeah, fun. exactly. <laughs> uh, we then got a trailer for Outcast. Two, a new beginning. Now, the first Outcast came out in 1999, and it's now getting a sequel almost 22 years later. Well, I played Outcast a bit of it. It was a PlayStation free game not too long ago, so I downloaded it. It's like, hey, let's see what this is all about. It's freaky. It oh, what you're thinking? You might be. Out. You're thinking Outlast. Oh, I think. Yeah, I'm probably thinking something different. You're, think, oh, you're thinking of like a first-person horror game, correct? Yep, 110%. Yeah, that's, so that's Outlast. This is Outcast. You're actually, it's another space game where you're on this alien planet. 
Your is age. It with a K? No, that's no, the band. that's the band. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Outcast with a C. You play as a essentially like a super soldier who gets warped to an alien planet. He gets lost on an alien planet in the first game, and essentially the same thing happens. And now you're fighting evil robots to protect this planet and its alien species. Can I just say one thing? They should have gotten Andre three thousand to play the main character <laughs> in the. Well, new no, outcast. it's the same main character from the original ninety nine game, so. Well, then a side character bringing a new that, side I mean, that would be that would be Andre three thousand. That would be funny, but I don't know if the developers have the, that much money to get Andre three thousand. So you started GoFundMe and built started a GoFundMe, too, and that wasn't good. So, uh, uh, we then got a couple uh, other games that are kind of like TTS or strategy games. Uh, we have Expeditions Rome, uh, Superpower Three, uh, and Jagged Alliance Three. Um, there is a we got a trailer for Elex 2, which looked interesting. And then we got a racing game, Emmet, uh, Motocross versus ATV Legends. Oh, that was it. I, 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 I thought there was a number there. No, it's just Motor- MX versus ATV Legends. And then they ended the show. Back in the 2000s, THQ, back when it was like just THQ, they did a lot of Nickelodeon games. Like, they were the people, the publisher, for all like the Nickelodeon games that came out. Recently, they remastered SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom. And now, on the same engine that they did SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, the remaster, we are getting, and we don't know, really know what the game is aside from SpongeBob possibly doing like a multiverse, going into like the multiverse of SpongeBob's, or like time travel essentially. We have SpongeBob SquarePants The Cosmic Shake. And the trailer's great, because the trailer, throughout the entire trailer, like, it starts, like, with the Nickelodeon logo comes in, it has Plankton playing the keyboard with the down, 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 and then in the Band Geeks uniforms, out comes the cast of Spongebob performing Sweet Victory throughout the entire trailer. And that's all we know about it. Well, no, they all, during as the song goes on, you kind of see SpongeBob and the characters getting sucked through these like times and like portals, and they end up in different like scenarios. Like you have the caveman era SpongeBob. There's an er, there's one portal takes them. SpongeBob's his snail form from the Halloween episode. Uh, him and his karate gear on like a movie set. It, it's we don't really know a lot of details, but it looks cool. It's pretty interesting. And is the fact that it's going to be done in I'm, what looks like the same engine as Rehydrated has me thinking this is going to be like a successor type game to Battle for Bikini Bottom, which would be really cool. For a second, when you said like it might have been carrying on and being more and stuff, I thought it was going to be like SpongeBob going through all Nickelodeon like universes. Kind that would of be thing. cool, but they have done that with uh, Nicktoons Unite with the. Uh, SpongeBob, Danny Phantom, Jimmy Neutron, and Fairly Odd Parents. Okay, so I gotta I gotta get up to date on my Nickelodeon games. Is what I'm hearing. You definitely should. There are some there are some gems, and then there's some toilet. Yeah, the toilet games are always the ones that are most fun because then then I can just get really baked and listen to it and have a blast <laughs> and play and just turn my brain off. It's my favorite thing to do. Just turning my brain off. It's on all the time. I don't need it that much. In the world of TCG, in Pokemon, 
Uh, Fusion Strike, the next pack, releases November 12th. And uh, currently, there's a Pokemon Illustration Contest that will be uh, starting in October uh, for Japan and the first for the first time, the United States of America. October 13th to January 31st, 2022, you can submit your art to the Pokemon Company and potentially win uh, $5,000 in cash and uh, your art featured as a promo card. Okay, that's huge. That, yeah, it's, it's huge because this is the first time they're bringing it to the U.S. They've done it in Japan a lot. This is their very first time they've brought this to the U.S., so if you're an artist, uh, the theme there is a theme is called the the theme is the daily life of Pokemon. So basically, draw an art that you would want to see on a Pokemon card for your favorite Pokemon or just a Pokemon that you can draw, and submit it, and you could win five thousand dollars and get featured. And according to like some of the uh, some people that I've talked to, Pokemon they've like hired artists through these contests before. Like even the non winners, like non winners, they have hired. There's talented people out there. And if I've learned anything just from being on Twitter and following like D&D groups or just just fan art groups, there's talented people everywhere. And to make this available for Pokemon, you're blowing it out of the water to have that going straight to Nintendo. Like, I know it's your podcast and anything, Tony, but if you were to draw one to submit, what Pokemon would you do? Oh, God. Uh, I would probably draw something simple. I think I would do Diglett. Okay, just like a bass diglet, not not duck trio, just a diglet. Just a diglet, just a diglet. Simple. I don't know. I maybe do something like uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know. Daily life of Pokemon. Maybe like a diglet enjoying some berries. I like that. I like that a lot. That's what I would do. What about you? What would you draw? If I had any sort of drawing skills, that wasn't stick figures or like the same cartoon face that I draw all the time. I would 110% do an Arcanine. Yeah, I would do an Arcanine sitting on top of like a mountain watching the sunset. Yo, that's cool. You you know what you could all, you could add like a little Growlithe puppy. It's like Simba. Oh, you would have like, you would have two Growlithe puppies, one next to him. One kind of like napping on the other side, and one like climbing like up on his back, and Arcanine yeah. is just going right in cool. the distance with like a Moltres flying. And I know this for a card, but man, well, that you, would if you if you look at like some of the artwork of like recent cards, there's like some really cool shit on them now. And it's like it's not just the one Pokemon, eh? It's like it's extensive. Yeah, so yeah, have a, have a Moltres going through the distance, right? Or a Ho Oh flying through the sky. Like I kind of stop around third gen for my major Pokemon knowledge personally, because that was when I kind of sort of grew out of it to an extent. I'm more intrigued to get into the new upcoming game, to be honest, but... Oh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl? Yeah. right. Or Legends Arceus, because there's... Because it's both both of those... One that you can play that's like Pokemon Red and Blue, where you like go through and you... Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, Shining Diamond, Brilliant... Shining... Brilliant diamond, shining pearl. God. Yes. That, but but again, that's that's what I would do. But yeah, straight up watching a sunset, and yeah, like on top of on top of Pride Rock, and and you've got like I, I wouldn't even want a Pokemon. Just give me Rafiki holding up at a growly. <laughs> that should make me right there. <laughs> exactly. Boom. Done. 
in the world of in the world of Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, there's something cool coming. So for the twentieth twenty fifth anniversary, there's Kaiba set coming out. Now this Kaiba set is coming with the Kaiba briefcase, and in the briefcase there's some card packs you can open up. But it's also got this little thing that goes in the middle of it. And uh, have you watched uh, the first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh, Sean? I watched some Yu-Gi-Oh growing up. Um, I, I didn't get as into it as I did with Pokemon and Digimon, but I did watch some Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes. Um, so if you if you rec- if you can recall the first episode, if you remember when. Kaiba walks into uh, Grandpa Yugi's Grandpa's card shop. He has that briefcase full of cards. Mm -hmm. Same style of briefcase, except instead of having like a bunch of cards, it's only got three cards in the middle of it, and it's his three blue eyes white dragons. Okay. It uh, it, it's just really cool looking. I I like it a lot. Uh, You can currently pre-order that. Uh, They'll start Sorry, you can't... Uh, well, actually, yeah, by the time you're listening to this, you can pre-order it. September 21st to October 31st is the pre-order window. So if you want to grab it, go go on and grab it. There's a lot of other cards that it'll come with, but uh, that's you're, you're basically pre-ordering a Kaiba Corp suitcase, which is f- hilarious. It's, I, I find that so funny. It's a badass suitcase. It really is. Or a briefcase, because it's... It's the small one. It's the one that you can carry on your hand. Anyway, uh, we also have the Cyber Strike Structure Deck coming October 14th. The Legendary Duelist Synchro Storm coming October 29th. The Burst of Destiny and Grand Creators Box on November 3rd. Hayden Arsenal Chapter 1 on January 28th. The Karibo Collection Accessories on February 10th. And the Speed Duel GX Duel Academy set on February 25th for Yu-Gi-Oh! And in Magic the Gathering, Innistrad Midnight Hunt. Uh, that set is currently available online with Magic the Gathering Arena right now. Uh, and the full, re- or you can just get the cards online. And the full release is happening this week on September 24th. And Innistrad Crimson Vow, you'll fi- be able to get that online on November 11th with the full release on November 19th. And in the world of board game news, we have an accessory. It's called the Wax Racks. It's a shelf attachment. If you know those boring IKEA box shelves, well, this is going to spice those up for your board games as it basically creates shelves within your shelves so you can put, you don't have to stack your board games on top of each, each other so that you can each have their own little individual shelf unit. It's kind of cool. It's currently in its Kickstarter phase. That's very interesting. That's intriguing. And that's the week in review. And. Moving on from that, it's time to talk about the games that are coming out this week. Here's what should be on your radar from September 20th to 26th. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. And on the Monday, we don't have any games coming out. But on Tuesday, Kena Bridge of Spirits comes out for the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC. A huge game that people have been excited for ever since they showed it off. Cool art style. Looks like a really cool game, so that's coming out. Sheltered 2 makes its way to the PC. World War Z Aftermath comes out on everything World War Z is on, which is everything but the Switch. And you get early access to Lost Judgment if you've pre-ordered the game on the Digital Deluxe Edition or higher. On Wednesday, Pokemon Unite comes to mobile, and Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown comes to everything. 
On Thursday, Diablo 2 Resurrected comes to the PC. Ember comes to the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries comes to the PS4 and PS5. Sable comes to the Xboxes and the PC. Keo comes to the PC. And Medieval Dynasty also comes to the PC. On Friday, Death Stranding Director's Cut comes to the PlayStation 5. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot makes its way to the Switch. And Lost Judgment comes to the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Series X, and Xbox One. And those are the games coming out. It's a bunch of games. It's a bunch of games. I'm excited because I pre-ordered Lost Judgment. And I am so excited for Lost Judgment, man. Yeah, what are you most excited about it for? What's your, uh, what's well, like- so, so Lost Judgment is a sequel to 2018's Judgment, which is a spin-off series for Ryu Gagatoku Studios' Yakuza franchise. Okay, yep, yep, I know that franchise. Yeah, it's a spin-off series where instead of playing as a Yakuza, you're playing as a lawyer-turned-detective. And it's uh, it's got everything you love about Yakuza. Uh, you got Kamurocho in its full HD, but also we get to return to Yokohama, which is great because... Uh, the big difference between uh, Like a Dragon and the, all the other Yakuza games is Like a Dragon is an RPG. It, it, and it does a great job at it, but this time you kind of get to experience uh, Yokohama and do the beat-em-up uh, style that the Yakuza games are, which is really great. And I'm so excited for this, man. I'm super, super excited. Just punching. Just beating up, punching, kicking, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And solving mysteries like a detective. Oh yeah, yeah. That you there. There's a huge. If you want to get into this, I, I, I play the first Judgment. If you have never played, like even if you've never played a Yakuza game, play the first Judgment game because you don't need any prior knowledge of Yakuza to play this. Play the first Judgment, and if you like it, grab Lost Judgment because it, it's going to be worth your time. I'm so I'm super excited for this game. And uh, those are the games coming out this week. Now. It's time for us to talk some big, hard-hitting topics that we got this week. Here's what we're talking about this week in the Game Lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And to kick us off, uh, do you want to intro our first topic, Sean? Oh, I would love to. Uh... So, if I'm not mistaken, the first topic is is we're going to talk about the big PlayStation announcements. If I'm not mistaken, yes, we're 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 talking we're talking Wolverine, we're talking Spider-Man Two, Marvel's Spider-Man Two, and we're talking oh baby, we're talking God of War Ragnarok. Oh. Yes, uh, so last week on the podcast, we briefly covered the PlayStation Showcase, which is essentially their E3 show for the year, because they didn't have an E3 show this year. They've backed out of E3 entirely now. They PlayStation and Sony are not going to be at E3 anymore. Because COVID, well, was well, just well no, they, no, just, just this was general. even before COVID that they announced this, actually. The year that they announced The Last of Us 2, that was their last year. Interesting. Yeah. I've learned something today. Yeah, they will not be at E3s anymore, so they're doing their own thing on a separate day in the year still, though, because, you know, you kind of have to. It makes sense. Like, and we covered it last week. Enough. They have big enough titles. Yes. Uh, and we covered it last week, and my God, what a show. My mm-hmm. God, what a show. It's crazy. There were some crazy titles. 
titles I've been excited about. And I think the first one we're going to start is we'll start with the Marvel bunch because there are four huge Marvel games coming out within like the next year, next year or two. We have the Guardians of the Galaxy game developed by uh, Eidos Montreal. I am super excited for this game. I'm excited to play Star-Lord. I'm excited to see how they incorporate everyone and just having a brand new, fresh topic. Because when it comes to Guardians, it it gets overdone a little bit because no one knows so much about their their backstory. To have this fresh topic that's not Telltale. Yes. That's not, you know, old, like, that's not movie-based. To just go straight... Let's create a let's let's make our own. It's very much like it's it's good because it plays like to a lot of like the characters that are like very like in the comics that you don't see in the movies. Like you have the talking dog, which is super cute because he's also wearing a space suit. Right? <laughs> you you can Cosmos? I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that was the name. I know they said it in the trailer. I'm like, oh, it's a puppy. Because that's all I see. Because I'm like, I see a, I see a dog, and I'm just like puppy. Yeah, I saw. I saw. There's a good boy. There's a good boy right there. You have. I. You have. I think it's like an. I don't know if it's an original villain or if it's like a book, a villain from the comics. But you have the villain, and you have like a bunch. Even their designs are like more based off of their uh, comics a little bit. Yeah, there are definitely some uh, some comic designs. Tommy, look, it's not straight to it. Like Drax looks a lot more. Like not that Dave Bautista isn't a great Drax, but it's like it's makes you very happy. So the Guardians game, I'm really looking forward to. And and granted, that wasn't like one of the bigger announcements. You got to see a new trailer from it, but uh, there's some new like gameplay from it. But it's exciting that it's coming out. I'm looking forward to it with the success Marvel games have had recently. Yes, absolutely. Um, then we got the two. Two games that it's and Insomniac is working on both of them, and, and the first, the second one is like obviously Insomniac's working on the second one, but the first one that we're going to talk about right here, that came out of left field. No one, no one saw this coming, and and no one knew what it was. Yeah, no one knew <laughs> what it was until the You're end like, of the what trailer. Is this? Like it's just like we see we see Marvel and we see Insomniac, and we're like, oh, Spider Man. No, no, we're in a bar. I'm like, no, this is this can't be Spider-Man. We're in a bar. Why we're would we be in a... Why the hell would we be in a bar? We're in a bar and there's blood everywhere. Spider-Man, you're not seeing the blood everywhere. And then the second you hear the ching and the animanium blades come out of the man's fist, it's just like, oh my fucking God, it's Wolverine. Like, pardon my French, and this, this might be a, a little... Oh, too grotesque for the viewership, but god damn did I get hard. <laughs> I was so excited. I can't wait to slice and dice in a legit Marvel's Wolverine game and get out there and play as Logan, James Howlett, whoever you want to be. I want to fuck shit up with Wolverine. I feel. I feel like it'll probably be Logan. Like it makes sense that it would be Logan. He is yeah, like he'll the... probably start out using the James Howlett name. Like Logan James Howlett, it's the same person. Oh, right? Okay, that's the big thing with Wolverine is his his birth name was James Howlett. He, he took on Logan. Oh, you see, I'm not a, I'm not as big as a Marvel geek as you are, so I did not know that actually. 
Yeah, so it's uh, it's not that there's two different Wolverines. If you're going to talk about two different Wolverines, then you're talking X-23 and you're talking Logan, right? So I'm just excited to see it. It's gonna, it's probably gonna start taking off, taking place in in Canada. You're gonna, I if they don't have Sabretooth, I'll be mad. I'll, I will be, I will be visibly angry unless they tease him for the second Wolverine and build up to that. But I am very, very excited for this. I'm game. definitely excited to see more trailers for this game when they do eventually come. Once you see some gameplay, especially yeah. gameplay, especially because I feel like, like what Spider Man did, like Spider Man, the first Spider Man game took a lot. Like the combat is very good, and they took a lot, and they kind of learned a lot from the Batman Arkham games. I feel. Oh, absolutely, they learned a lot. And from so the I feel like Arkham just Wolverine games. with like that type of combat is is gonna work su- super well. Oh, 100%. I think it's going to work great, and the combat's going to be great, but it sets it apart because Wolverine doesn't swing around. Spider-Man swings around. Yeah. Batman can swing around. All that shit. But you don't get that with Wolverine. You get on the ground. You get taking excessive amounts of damage. I want to see him get, like, a side part of his body, like, blast it off and watch it just sort of come back just reanimate like oh i'm so i'm so excited to see the way insomniac goes with this yes absolutely i think the actual fighting part is gonna be like i i think it'll be unlike any game we've seen before i think it'll be similar to batman and similar to spider-man but so much more gruesome batman plays it off like oh you're not really killing them Spider-Man plays it off the same way. You can't do that with Wolverine. The only Fox R-rated movie until besides Deadpool that they ever did was Logan. And it was brutal. And they have to keep this going. They can't. They've done that with Logan. You can't take that step back now. You are going to be shedding blood. You are going to be like chopping off jaws. Not faces. Jaws. (laughs) Like... It's, I'm very, I'm very excited for this one. We'll get into Spider-Man 2 next. Spider-Man 2, and again, it was, it was similar. You didn't see too much. We didn't there see too much. We saw Spidey there. fighting. We saw Miles fighting. My, the one thing I did notice, Miles looks like he has a new type of electricity with him. Mm-hmm. So that's he's, cool. Uh, he's got that added on, and I've, I've played a, you know what? Everyone, internet, just blast me all you want. I I haven't fully played through Miles Morales yet. I've wanted to. I loved Spider Man. I haven't fully played through Miles Morales. I now I have, and I will say and this: it's amazing. Right? I heard it's awesome. Oh, it's it is awesome. It's so good. The fucking the electricity powers are cool. The fucking Spider Cat. Um, it's cool shit. It's so cool. It's it's great. But now we're like. My my question is now that you have both of them at the same time, both being Spider-Man now, how how are you going to jump around? Is it going to be, you know, you're going to play certain missions with one? Are you able to jump back and forth depending? I feel like I feel like what they might do is like open world stuff. You can play as either Peter or Miles. And then when it comes to the story, it'll be like you are you like with the story missions, there'll be there are Peter missions and there are Miles missions. How they might do it is they might have like two core corresponding like 
story waypoints at the time where you, you where you progress Peter's story up to a certain point and then Miles and then every so often they'll like intertwine and then you continue like that. Hundred percent. And right when when and that's what I was kind of thinking. And that just takes that takes a huge book out of GTA. Absolutely. And yeah, they're like a big page out of GTA and and just being like, Oh yeah, so right now you're paying a blah blah blah. I can't remember their names right now. Uh Trevor Michael Trevor Michael and Franklin. Yes, Trevor, you're you're doing this Michael mission. And you can run around and be whichever one you want, but in order to further progress, you need to be here. So it's it's literally, aside from, you know, having sex with hookers and killing them, it's like taking Grand Theft Auto and tossing it into the Marvel Universe. Like, it's changing things up. And it's uh, I think it's exciting. And just the reveal. I'm not going to lie. When I first saw the trailer, I thought it was going to be like a lot more Craven. I know Craven wasn't Spider-Man. I thought we were leaning up the to first, that. The, like the first Spider-Man Craven wasn't in the first Spider-Man game. Who am I thinking? What, what Spider-Man? Cause he did. Spider-Man has played a battled Craven in a game. It might've been one of the older games. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't Marvel Spider-Man. Craven was not in that one. There was one I played regardless I thought it was leading up to crazy. However, how? Yeah, it, it's also. It, it, I thought you kind of think that too because the narrator sounds. He's got that accent. He's got that accent that Craven would have. A hundred percent, and that's what I thought. And so when you look at down that dark alleyway in the trailer, like, oh, it's going to show off Craven. No, 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 no. Who speaks up? But Mister Potential. Now, my question is: Is this Eddie Brock or is this Harry Osborn? Is it Eddie Brock? Is it Harry Osborn? It, there's so many options. But it's Venom, nonetheless. Right? Are they going to go... Could it possibly be Agent Venom? I, I'm thinking... Here's my thought in this. I think it's Harry Osborn. With how they teased... Spoiler alert. With how they teased at the ending of the first Spider-Man game with Harry being in that test tube and the, essentially the symbiote being around him, I think it's Harry Osborn. It would make the most sense. It would. But it doesn't mean you're not going to see Eddie Brock. No, but what if this also means we might get Green Goblin as well? Because it's like, I have to stop my son from doing this, you know, and the only way I can do this is by fighting some illegal drugs and stuff, and so time to put on the Goblin mask. (laughs) And then are we going to see a Goblin and Spider-Man team up? Like, if that happens... That would be cool. Mind blasted. Like, you could 100% see that if you, they're there's going so much they can do. Roll with it. I feel like the one thing that might happen is Rhino might have a cameo as, like, the first boss again. Because they just can't get him back to the arc. <laughs> the raft. It's called the raft. Yeah, the raft. Still, it'd be funny. It'd be funny because Rhino, they, they, they did a good job with Alexi in the game. Um, there's one more Marvel game. It wasn't shown off in the PlayStation show, but I did want to hear your opinion on this as it was showed off um, at a presentation earlier. And that's Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yeah, I saw that. Um, well, I saw you kind of mention it. I don't know too much about the Marvel Midnight Suns, though. So it's a tactical role-playing game. I'm literally, don't blame me. I'm just Googling it right now. <laughs> It's like a, it's using a card-based combat system, which is interesting. But I'm more intrigued by this unique cast that they have for it. Like, yeah, you have your Iron Man, you have your Captain Marvel, you have your Captain America. 
But then you also have Ghost Rider, Daredevil, and Blade? Right? And honestly, like, I I like it. I like including those. I love having Blade in that because, well, Blade's making his MCU debut soon. So you're, you're bringing it back. You're not like you're, you're bringing Wesley Snipes out of the out of the gutter and and it looks like he's yeah based on blade but he looks a lot like wesley snipes in this game right i'm seeing wesley snipes looking blade and i am pumped i think that could be a lot of fun and i think i i don't know if it's a game i'm gonna jump at immediately but it's one that'll intrigue me it's one i'll watch the trailers to leading up i've never been a huge card based video game kind of person aside from like Pokemon trading card game when that was on Nintendo's on my Game Boy, but the other big thing about this game is you're you play as like essentially a custom hero, and your villain is your mother. What? Yeah, the villain of, the villain of the game is your mother. It's your mo- it's your mother. It's it's, it's, your, it's mother. your mother, Marty. She's evil. It's your mother, Marty. You gotta take you gotta take her down, Marty. It's your mother. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that that kind of covers the Marvel block of the PlayStation. And then we get through the Star Wars block where I don't think anybody... I don't, I wasn't expecting this. I don't know if there were reports or, or rumors. But Knights of the Old Republic is getting a remake exclusively to PS5. I think that will be awesome. I played Knights of the Old Republic when I was younger. And in my opinion, and in many Star Wars game fan opinions, it is the greatest Star Wars game that's ever been made. As a guy who's never played it, I agree with that. Because of just the amount of support I see for this game. Like, when you go around and you ask somebody about Star Wars games, that's like one of three that'll be brought up. The other two being the Force Unleashed duo and Lego Star Wars. I love Lego Star Wars so much. Dude, I'm excited (laughs) for the Skywalker Saga. Right? That's the whole thing. But uh, Knights of the Old Republic actually makes me very happy because, again, it's one of those games that was out when I was younger. I I rented a PlayStation and I played this game. I never beat it because I would get yelled at if I stayed up until 4 in the morning playing video games. But I I had fun with it. I... I really enjoyed it, but it's been so long since I've touched it that I will most definitely be getting this game just to bring back that sense of a little bit of nostalgia for a game that had completely sort of been forgotten about in my life. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. But not as much as, as I'm looking forward to the next one we're about to talk about. Yeah, uh, the end of the show. Uh, with probably the big the big thing that people were waiting for, God of War Ragnarok. Oh my God! So here's the thing, and here's the thing. I know that you've told me multiple times to play this game, the play the first God of War, uh, the first God of War, like God of War PS4. Yes, I still haven't, but it is on PlayStation now for free. See, and it's on it's it's on PlayStation now for free. And if there's a game that you want to try to platinum, there's so much that goes into it. But it's got the perfect open world concept after, and I feel like it's such a Tony game. I, I, you see, here's the thing: I want to, but Lost Judgment comes out on Tuesday, man. 
<sighs> then you got lots of time, so you just download it and you wait. Yeah, I mean, it's on PlayStation now, so it's a timed. It's timed. It's in its rotation currently, so I don't know if I'll have enough time to get it before it's gone again, and then wait. Basically, look, I will play it. I will play it soon. But the other thing, apart the part, the completionist in me is like, I do want to play the other God of War games because I still haven't played the other God of War games either. See, those were. This is probably my favorite game series of all time. God of War. I remember going to a friend's place. He's like, oh, you got to check out this game. It's pretty cool. And like, this was when we were skipping school in high school. So I went to his apartment across the street and yeah, I was hooked. The second you started killing the Hydra in the first three minutes of the game, I, I was done. I was in on every God of War from then on. I was so pumped when they released the PlayStation 4 God of War. Now, this one's coming out. Like, this is my reason for getting a PlayStation 5. Yes. And that's the, this is another thing I do want to add. This whole PlayStation show focused on games that were coming out to the PlayStation 5 essentially almost exclusively. That's huge. What they showed off is going to boost PlayStation 5 sales. If they weren't already boosted enough for just like how rare they are to find, people are going to get these consoles. And I hope that PlayStation realizes this and they fucking mass produce, start mass producing these things. So I don't have to go on a wait list just to get one. So I can walk in to a random EB Games and just be like, I want that. And they can be like, okay, Take it, and I'll be like, this is reckless spending, but I'm going to do it, because that's <laughs> what I almost did earlier this year, and I'm glad I didn't. I went, and I bought a laptop, I bought about five D&D books, and I almost bought a PlayStation 5, and <laughs> I didn't because I wasn't able to, and I'm glad that I didn't. Now, looking back on my poor life decisions, do I regret having those things? No, I have a phenomenal computer. I have great D&D books that I'm writing my own campaign with. But if I had a PlayStation 5 right now, I'm like, it would not change my life at all. But in the future, it will. I will get a PlayStation 5 for Wolverine, and I will get a PlayStation 5 for God of War, specifically God of War Ragnarok, because Kratos is one of my all-time favorite game characters I have ever played as and he's just got such a great story arc he is such is so well written everything about those games are well done and yeah did they were the original ones very here to there what's the word like straightforward kind of thing like there's no running around or anything there wasn't as much running around it's now open world but it didn't stop me from falling in love with every little thing that had to do with it. Like this is this this is the stuff that really got me into deep playing video games. Aside from Tony Hawk, <laughs> what I suspect, I suspect that for specifically for God of War Ragnarok, I feel like we might see a special edition PS5. I hope so. I hope we get one that's covered in runes. And ones that are covered in runes that when deciphered, actually, like, they don't give away anything, but it's, like, little Easter eggs, you know? Like, shit, it's going all the way back to the first God of War, when Kratos is standing on top of a cliff, and you think he's falling to his death, and then you get to play the whole game, and then all of a sudden, 
boom, you get to finally get to the end and see what happens after forever hours of gameplay. Like, I remember when God of War 3 came out, I got myself a bottle of scotch and a big bag of weed, and I sat in front of my TV, and I played all of the first two from beginning to end. And then I played three. Holy shit! That was... It was glorious. I I took days off work for this. (laughs) I was practically injecting full throttles into my forearms like some kind of junkie. It was wild. (laughs) My god. But... That's what it took. Those were those were my games. And honestly, there are still times where if I wanted to go back, I will pull out my PlayStation 3 and I will play those games, even if just on easy, just so I can just power through the story because I love the story so much. And it had been so long since I played it. And I'm not like one of those expert gamers. I'm going to be like, I'm going to play it on ultra mode every single time on God mode. And I'm still going to beat it in like three and a half, four hours. That doesn't happen. I'll play it on easy and I'll do that, but... <laughs> um, anything else you want to add about the uh, PlayStation 5 games? Not too much. Just the one thing I do want to add is, again, when it comes to God of War, I love that we actually got gameplay. We haven't gotten a trailer, but we got gameplay with it. That made a huge difference for me on this one, where you get to see story and cinematics but you also get to see in-game action. You don't often get that with initial trailers. Yeah, it was one of the few games uh, in the show that they showed some gameplay. I think the other ones that they did that for were that Project Eve game that they showed off, which looks like a hybrid of Bayonetta and something else that's on the tip of my tongue. And um, uh, Ghostwire, Tokyo. Okay. Uh, But yeah, they look cool. And uh, the only other thing I will add about PlayStation is I'm excited for next year's announcement now when I, I'm going to call it right now. They're going to be releasing another Uncharted featuring Nate Drake's daughter, and it will be Uncharted 5. Yeah, you know what? I can see that. Calling it now. The way they left it, there's Nate Drake might come back in to help, but Nathan Drake becomes the Sully. Exactly. And his daughter's, mm, I'm so pumped, but it's going to happen. I'm calling it right now. Next one, next big, like, naughty dog in general they're going to have is going to be another Uncharted. And not like Uncharted, the one with Lost Legacy. Two girls. Yeah, Lost Legacy. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It was the first open world one they had to that extent, but it wasn't Drake. Give me, give me a Drake, please. Alrighty. That's all I ask. Please, Naughty Dog. Alright, Naughty Dog, you heard it here first. We want a tiny dragon as our protagonist. I would be so happy. (laughs) Tiny dragon. That is what a Drake is. Drake is a tiny dragon. 100%. (laughs) Let me check my monster manual. Let me check my monster manual. Make sure he's able to (laughs) climb these walls correctly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, With that... It's time for us to move on to our second topic of the day. We're talking Madden 22. Kind of just the, the Madden formula. And 
which kind of equivalates to the yearly sports game formula. It's true. It's just... It, and we bring up Madden, but it also falls under... NHL, MLB, NBA 2K, NBA, FIFA. Exactly. You're you're playing you're you're paying $80 a year for a roster update. You get generally a roster update. Exactly. You could still you could still get those players further on, but you're not getting you're not getting the exact Madden ratings. You're not getting all that other stuff, and that does add to it. And that's why people go back because when I like fuck. I I pitched out to get Madden twenty two. I got twenty one last year. It's not much different. I still have just as much fun playing it. But now I can play as my running back Najee Harris. Now I could play as Trevor Lawrence if I want. And it's they're fun. Don't get me wrong. And they're little things. They change up the graphics, but gameplay itself. Doesn't change year after year a whole amount. In fact, sometimes it gets worse, which drives people crazy. Like, I remember when 21 came out initially. I waited a while to get it. People were pissed because there were so many bugs. Do you remember that? Vaguely. Sports games are, like, like, when I hear about sports games, it's usually, like, super bad. Like... It's got to be, like, really bad and like for me to notice. Otherwise, it's like, oh, yeah, it's just another yearly sports game. It's whatever. See, and Madden last year wasn't great. People were pissed. There were glitches left, right, and center. And the one thing everyone was asking is, like, why is this happening? We, You're not changing the game that much. You're adding different modes, which sometimes the new modes are cool. This year they added one called the yard. So you can play as, like, you choose five players to play as, and you just have to go down the field and score a touchdown. But those players play every position, right? So you will have you don't have to have a quarterback playing quarterback. You can lateral the ball to someone else, and they'll chuck it down the field. So that's fun to get into, but that's just a different take on last year's version. So I enjoy it. I enjoy Madden because I like being able to play the single-player modes in each one, the be a pro mode. The and it just it's fun for me as a football fan in general. That's why I get those games, and it's why I'll probably get NHL twenty two as well. But for the most part, there's there's not big differences. It's literally like like you said before, like we talked about before. It's roster updates. You just want to see your new players making a difference. Yeah, and that's the thing. We've talked about this topic multiple times on the podcast throughout all our seasons. I think this topic usually comes up like once a season at least. Usually around this time of year, in the fall. Yeah, yeah, it is usually around this time of year where we mostly see the roster updates. I think specifically for NHL 22 when that comes out, that will feature, I guess the one big new thing that that will feature is the Seattle Kraken. Yep, Seattle Kraken and their fans, the crackheads. (laughs) <laughs> with a K crackheads with a K and they're playing in the crack house let's go baby let's go heck <laughs> let's yeah go. see and that's what it is and, and I like him like granted I never played much FIFA but I can only assume it's the similar thing it, it, I know that it's like I know that the FIFA games like the their audience is hugely a lot more European 
as oh yeah but that again that's 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 who they're mostly that's who their prime target is obviously there are the american soccer fans i just don't know many of them i really do not know that many i know i know quite a few and like and it comes back down to like when i watch football i pay the extra money to get the zone here in canada because it's worth it i pay 20 dollars a month and i get every nfl game and if i kept it for the year I, my my dad I actually also, just got that my dad just got right? the zone. And it's worth it's worth it if i'm if you people down in the states you have to pay 300 plus dollars for the season just to get nfl sunday ticket Whereas here we pay twenty dollars for the zone, we get every game, we get NFL uh, um, red zone, which just pretty much jumps between the big plays that are all going on, and you pay twenty dollars a month. The season is five months max. You're maybe at most you're paying six, just for regular season, and you're paying what a hundred and twenty dollars to get every game as opposed to 300 plus down there. And you also get every premier league. Like we are moving far off the topic of Madden here, but it's worth it. And I like watching that. So, so that's why I like having a game to play where I can just go and play, play Madden and play as the players I'm watching as, or play the super bowl that's coming up as now when, like when I look at this, we, we also talked about, is it worth the full $80 in my opinion? No, I don't think it's worth the full $80. But do I get it anyways? Yes. Yes. That's the worst. That, that's, and you see, that's the thing. And that, that, that comes down to the more of the testament of the fans. 100%. Because cause I've, I'm a Pokemon fan. And should we be paying that much money for the new Pokemon games, especially Sword and Shield at launch when they were not as great? No. Did I still do it? Yes. Exactly. You're you're paying that much for Sword and Shield, and you're like, mm, I'm gonna play this, but there's there's a good chance I might jump back and just play Ruby Red just for fun, just because I can. You can go back to the old ones and have just as much fun with the old ones as you do with the new ones, if not more. But you're gonna pay that money. Oh for that yeah. One. And a lot of people will pay for the extras, right? A lot of people play for the special editions. Yeah, okay, and okay. That's one thing I do want to bring up. That of looking at every single sports game and all the special editions, there is maybe one special edition that I would get a physical copy for. And this is specifically physical copy. I would never do it for a digital copy special edition. I would do it for the physical because the cover was like really cool, and it was the I think it was like Gold Kobe for one of the more recent NBA games. Yeah, gold coat the the Black Mamba edition. Yeah, that one because that like that was a cool looking tribute cover to Kobe, and I'm like, that's I that would be cool look that would look amazing on a shelf, and that's specifically the only reason I would get that is just because of its physical appearance of how it looked. Absolutely, and this year, like you, you have the special edition. Just Madden 22 is pretty much MVP, you know, MVP edition. That was their big one. But like, that what does that mad. get you though? What does it get you? What is what more does this special edition add? I think maybe you get another avatar or something. I didn't even really look into it that much because I'm like, why do I need? You know, I'm looking into this right now. I am looking into this right now because special editions are like the one thing that kind of like for certain games. I kind of get it because 
with certain games, it's like, oh, hey, you'll just get future DLC right now instead of it releasing later. I'm like, okay, that's fine. It's just make, like making one. I got it right here. So 21 MVP edition included a three-day early access. Okay, early access. Oh, it was Ultimate Team stuff. So 12 Madden Ultimate Team Gold Fantasy Packs, which is actually very fun. I like the Ultimate Team aspect of Madden. I know you can keep carrying your teams over year after year, make them better and better and better with new seasons. And one large quick sell training pack. So that's what they added. It was stuff for your mud, for your Madden Ultimate Teams. That's what you got with it. Now, the one thing that made me laugh the hardest with this year's Madden Ultimate Team. No, sorry, not Madden, Madden Ultimate Team. Um, with this year's Madden MVP Edition was on the cover. You have Tom Brady. And Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, a great quarterback. No MVP at all. Tom Brady, great quarterback. He wasn't the season MVP. He was the Super Bowl MVP. But Aaron Rodgers was MVP for the season, and he is nowhere in sight. And I thought that was super funny. <laughs> so that's my that's my little like tidbit of that. And I think that's most people's. They're like, why isn't Aaron Rodgers anywhere near this? It's because Aaron Rodgers doesn't give a fuck. It's all. It's. It's, I, it's also because he probably heard about the 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 cover curse, where if you're on the cover of the game, your season's gonna end early due to injury. Didn't happen last year. Who was on the cover last year? Pretty sure it was uh, P. Homies. No, it was Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson played the full season. Oh, okay then. I think that's like one of the first times that's happened. I don't know many. Co- I know that like. Do you okay? I have a genuine question. Do you actually believe in the cover curse? No, <laughs> to be honest, people think it's a big thing, but like, however, Antonio Brown got the cover when he was with the Steelers, and then he ended up having the worst year of his life. But that was like three years ago. It didn't go well for him. He ended up not staying with the season Steelers in the offseason. He ended up having like a big back and forth with them, went to the Raiders, left the Raiders because of other things, because he went to go and join the Patriots with Tom Brady, played one game, and then all these sexual assault things came out about him. He played one game, had one touchdown and like two catches. So there was a lot that went down that. But and when it comes to the Madden curse, no, like you talk about it with NHL as well. Like you, I would say if it's going to be a curse, it's going to be across EA wide. And last year you had – uh, fucking Matthews on the cover. And again, you have Matthews again on the cover this year. Wait, really? Back-to-back Austin Matthews? Oh. Yes, back-to-back Austin Matthews. No Connor McDavid makes no sense to me. And that's coming from a Flames fan who fucking hates Connor McDavid. <laughs> but does he deserve to be on this year's cover? Probably, yeah. 100%. So that's that's kind of my... Hockey football rant for the day, but yeah, uh, I do have some questions. But first, uh, one one more curse question: Do you yes. believe in the Do you believe in the Kardashian curse for the NBA players? I believe in the Drake curse more than I Ooh. believe in the Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I, and that's only because uh, only for NBA. When it comes to the Kardashians, I I just think they're a curse on everything. <laughs> Not just <laughs> basketball. They're just they're just a plague of people that's just making society not a great place to be, just by who they tend to be. But again, 
I don't I don't know much about the Kardashians. All I know is that I don't care much for them. But yeah, Drake, Drake curse far more. Okay. <laughs> um, what would you like to see in future NFL uh, Madden titles? What would you what modes would you like to see them add? <sighs> Most that I would like to see Madden add, and they added it this year for a limited time only. But not just. I want them. I want to see them bring back the NCAA game altogether. Just the spinoff college game where you get to play as the college teams year after year after year. Like I, there's so much skill that goes into it and it helps me as not just a football fan, but also a big time fantasy player learn the upcoming rosters a little bit more without having to spend every Saturday and Sunday watching TV. I already sit on the couch from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. every Sunday as it is. I, do, I can't I can't fathom doing that every Saturday if I want a life, if I want to meet someone, if I want to, like, do anything. So if I have NCAA, yeah, in a heartbeat, I think they should bring that back. And this has been a huge debate in the football gaming world for a long time. So, yeah, bring that back or just make it a permanent Madden fixture the same way that you have that in uh, NHL. NHL, you can play as any of the farm teams, any of them. Oh shit! See I all know these that. kids who are the up and comers, you can play as next year's first round pick in NHL. You can't do that in Madden. Wow! So I would like to see that change and that added, but that's because they have the rights to the NHL. They don't have the rights to the NCAA. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I would like to see um, mascot mode. Full team of mascots. I would love. I know that they've done that for some college, for some NCAA games, but I would love to see that in an NHL and an, 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 a Madden. Fuck Madden game. God damn it! Just mascots versus mascots. I would be down for that. You know, like straight up, or just uh, a better story mode. They just keep recreating. I, I'm. I'm a big for. I'm a big. I like playing video games alone. I like single player kind of stuff, which is why I like Madden, you know, making your own thing. But I also like creating character and going through, but being able to do it for, you know, call high school all the way through, not just anything else, just making it. But that would be cool. Again, that's, I think it would be very interesting and they do one every year, but it's, it's their face of the franchise and they always have a story with it and it's always different and it's intriguing, but it's also it's also always the thing that's most filled with bugs. Yeah. Which is frustrating. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, multiplayer experience, we got you. Single player experience, EA, huh. Exactly. Like so, there are some exceptions, like um what what is it? Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Oh yeah. God, I blanked on that. Yeah. Like that's like one of their only exceptions of like a good single player game. I'm agreed. Like that's that's those are the kind of games I get into. Everyone's like, "Oh, you need to play this or that, FPS or Call of Duty." It's like, no, I'd rather just sit in my room and play. I'm not gonna lie. People are like, "Hey, do you want to sit at home and play The Walking Dead Telltale, or do you want to play COD Online?" I'm like, oh, "I'm gonna play The Walking Dead te- Telltale." Sorry, I like having fun and not getting demolished by twelve year olds <laughs> in Taiwan. Yes. I prefer to play a single player experience than get called a racial slur by a 12 year old on Call of Duty. 110%. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs>
anything else you want to add about Madden before we head into the bonus level? No, uh, you know, I think we kind of covered. I think I got all the angles. I talked about fantasy. I talked about the teams. I talked about all that. I think that, I, I think what would be cool for Madden is if they added like an online, an like their own online fantasy league that you could like, like basically like build your fantasy team and then like do like ter- weekly like fantasy tournaments or something like that. See, you know what, and and to equate it to kind of the season itself, or just like. You, you build your team each week. You get a certain amount of money to spend on a player, and then you keep going kind of thing? or like Because they kind of have that with the Madden Ultimate Team. Uh, I don't know. The Madden uh, Ultimate Team, again, it's collecting cards, and then those cards equate, and those players end up on your team. Or instead, you just yeah do do a fantasy sort of thing where you just create a team each week, and then it's like a start from the top and then go down. Yeah, and so you're like given that. a certain amount of money to spend on each player. It's more or less like a DFS kind of thing. Yeah, sort of like that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like that idea. All right. Uh, with that, then it's time for us to get to start wrapping things up and head into the bonus level. Wacky lists, weekly reports, and a look back at video game history. Here's this week's bonus level. And to start us off, we got our community corner where you, the listener, can take part in this, where every week I try to remember to post a thing on Twitter, and I've, I've forgotten the past two weeks, so my my bad. But you can also join our official Discord by heading over to my Twitch channel, joining the Discord there, and head over into our question submissions tab and ask us some questions that I will read in the next episode. And I got four questions right here for us to answer. And our first question comes from our boy Ninja Frog. If you could make a game about food or make a character about food, what would it be like? In an example, he gives an example: Timmy the Taco, Timmy and the Taco Adventures. Bink, I like this one. <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna rock with spaghetti and the saucy journey. Spaghetti and the Saucy Journey. If you see, I like uh, I've got uh, Re- Remy, Re- Remy the Rigatoni. Remy the Rigatoni, I like that. Yeah. So then, oh, I gotta got a name for it then. He's got to. You can't just be spaghetti. It's got to be like, oh, Steven Spaghetti. Steven Spaghetti. Steven Spaghetti and the Saucy Journey. That's a good. Uh, that's that sounds like a great. Shovelware PC game for a child. <laughs> you don't even want to call him. He'll just be Stevie Spag. Stevie, Stevie Spag, Spag and the Saucy Journey. That's what we're going with. Stevie Spag and the Saucy Journey. Done. Put in the books. Close it up. Throw it away. We're over. <laughs> All right. From Mr. Stew, what is your favorite party slash co-op game? Uh, for me, it's pretty simple. Uh, for me, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, anything Jackbox related. That's usually my go-to. Either, and my second place is Mario Party, of course. You'll be covered there with Jackbox. That's my big one. Probably Jackbox, yeah, for sure. I haven't played a lot of other party games. Are you excited for Jackbox 8 coming out October this year? Uh, I didn't know there was one coming out, but I'll be, I, I will play it for sure if, uh, if I go to a place and someone has it. New Jackbox Party Pack. Uh, I guess I forgot. They did announce a release date for it. It's going to be in October. Uh, we're getting a new Drawful game, Drawful Animate, uh, Job Job, The Wheel of Something, and uh, a couple other games as well. 
uh, in the new party pack. It looks a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to be getting it and playing it on stream possibly soon. Uh, from Tonic. What is a game you would call a complete abomination? A complete abomination? That's a hard one. I'm trying to think of a game that I played and I just really didn't like. This is even hard for me. Because even though I've said like one of the worst games I've played is Duke Nukem Forever, at least it's kind of stable. It's just bad, but not broken. And even though I played Sonic 06, which is a very broken and not great game, it's a great game. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think there's one that I got, and I don't know if it's, it was a free game I got. I think it's called Racing Buddy. Racing Buddies, and it was terrible. It was just these box cars that just drove around, and it was awful. It was so bad. And uh, it's probably the wrong name, but I think it's Racing Buddies. I got it for like three, and it was really bad. That's all I have to say about that. I don't know much else about it, but you just drove through like four different areas. You couldn't back up. It was ugh. Uh, with you saying that, with you saying that, that that reminds me of a game that exists. Uh, that I would say it's a complete abomination. It's called Racing with Ryan. Legit, it's like, hey, what if we made a racing game but made the main character a child YouTuber who's a real person who's also a child YouTuber? That'd be awful. That game could have been so much better if you picked, like, any of the other Ryans, like Reynolds or Gosling. Or... <laughs> yeah, no, no, we still we get... Or even uh, Howard. So I think we get, like, yeah, a... I would rather play Ryan Howard in a racing game from The Office. <laughs> yeah, no, so we get, we, said, we get a nine-year-old YouTuber. <laughs> uh last question from sir wiggles the great spooktober is quickly approaching what is your go-to horse slash spooky game oh god what's that one in space dead space yes oh man dead space was freaky that terrified me oh that there's a, a new dead space game. coming as well they uh te they teased game. it at the ea show uh we're gonna be getting a new dead space which is super exciting. Uh, for me, I, I avoid horror as much as I possibly can. But now that I'm a streamer on Twitch, I can't. I have to embrace the horror. Um, and so my go-to game that I'm going to play, because it's not super spooky, but still kind of spooky, is going to be Phasmophobia. Where you're ghost hunters. Well, you're not ghost hunters, you're ghost identifiers. That sounds like it could be both spooky or even a little sexy. <laughs> so I'm just throwing that out there. You know, okay. Any of you, any of you sexy video games, you could you could take that, twist it around. Just saying. Uh, well, that's our community corner. Those are all the questions from the fans this week. Thank you for all those who submitted, and uh, you can submit yours for next week. Uh, head to my Twitter, uh, which will be teased at the end of the show. Uh, moving on to top five, fitting. For, we talked a lot about Marvel, but top five superheroes who should get their own game. I like this. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I, I don't know. You tell me. You know, I'm going to go. I'll go. I, 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 think I, I think I got five. And I won't I won't drag it on because I know this is we're, – we're, we're clicking. We're probably making a record-long episode here. So uh, Let me see. We probably – oh, no, no. We're nowhere close to the record. Oh, phew. So one I would love to see. I would love to see a Flash game. Ooh, straight I, okay. Flash. That's up there, and and I, I'm saying top five. I'm not I'm not labeling these one through five. I want to see all of these, except for my number one, 
is my number one. So <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a flash. I would love a Gambit game. Okay. Not just X-Men anything. Include the X-Men in it, but a Gambit game would be awesome. Um, this one's more anti-hero, but The Boys. Give me The Boys in a video game, and I'd be pumped. If anyone has seen or read The Boys, you know how cool this game could be. Because you would be playing as the ones taking down the Super. Have you seen The Boys? I've me? seen a recap of Season 1. Yeah, this I think it could be a pretty fun game. And it could be like gory shit. And uh, I would be super, I would be pretty intrigued on like just like a straight Harley Quinn. I know that they have the Suicide Squad coming out. I'm excited for it. But just a Harley Quinn game, a Harley Quinn game would be a lot of fun. And then finally, my number one, of those are all tied for fifth, my number one is give me a not just Green Lantern, but just the core. Okay, so it's bear with me. I want to see a game that's uh, you, you start out as someone, you get your ring, but it chooses you. So you could be the Green Lantern, you could be pink, you could you could be any of them. You could be orange, you could be blue, you could be violet, you could be any of them to start, and then it goes on, and you're just playing as one of the core. But you can start collecting them more based on other things as you go through, going through, saving different people, getting different powers. You go on, always leading to you eventually being the one and only all-encompassing White Lantern. Even if you got black at some point, you're going against them. It doesn't matter. I am. In tr I would love to have a proper Green Lantern game that encompasses all the lanterns. Okay. I would That'd be, be very, very excited to play that. Okay, okay. I do have a Green Lantern Lego Man tattooed on my back, so <laughs> I am very, very, very biased at the same time. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, for me, coming in at number five, I would like to see a proper Superman game, because I feel like he hasn't gotten one since Superman 64. And Superman 64 was not great. <laughs> and that was not great and still the last proper one. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like he he deserves. I feel like he deserves one. You gotta give it to Clark, man. Every time. Number four. I would like to see uh, Insomniac maybe make a Venom game. Straight Venom versus Carnage. Exactly. Oh. Just like the sequel coming up. Holy 100%. shit! It's a red one. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> I'll let you what eat you all doing? the humans. Pinky promise. Pinky promise. Okay. <laughs> A guy, I love that line in that trailer, man. That's so funny. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, I would like to see like a Magneto Professor X one. Like an X-Men Origins kind of thing or just them? Just those two. Like, I don't know. It's like they're both dead and they're traveling to the afterlife, but shit goes down. I like it. Number two, um, a Shazam. Shazam would be a good one to see. Shazam would be pretty cool, especially because you can include the whole family. Yeah. Uh, and number one, Howard the Duck. <laughs> That's my number one. Best Marvel property. 10 out of 10. Give me Howard the Duck, the game. Thank you very much. You win. You win 110 times out of 10. You win. <laughs> uh, That's top five. Uh, moving on to this week in gaming history, here's what happened in the past from September 20th to 26th. On the 20th, 
2002, Microsoft bought Rare for $375 million USD. On the 21st, 2004, Katamari Damacy was developed by Namco, and it came out on the PlayStation 2. On Wednesday, the 22nd, 2009, Halo 3 ODST was released on the Xbox 360 in North America. On the 23rd, 2002, Nintendo released Star Fox Adventures on the GameCube in North America. On the 24th, 2000, Pokemon Puzzle League was released on the N64 in North America. On the 25th, Halo 3 was released on the 360 in North America. And on the 26th, 2008, THQ released The Blob for the Nintendo Wii and DS in North America. The achievement of the week this week is in Deathloop. It's Ensemble Tragedy, which is to kill each visionary at least once. And the game of the week... If you haven't guessed it already, it's Lost Judgment. Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? I wouldn't have guessed, not based on your excitement. Yes. Sean, thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been a blast. It's been a ton of fun. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it, it's a good time. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I hope the next time I can maybe be on, on the next season, not just... Three seasons later. I don't want to just be like <laughs> every four years. I'm not a leap year. I don't want to just be a leap year guest. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Where can we find you on the internet? So I'm at a few places. Um, on uh, Instagram, I am at Shano505. So that's S-E-A-N-O 505. I don't post on there that much. Far more active on my Twitter account, which is uh, at Sean Marks CTV. So at S-E-A-N m-e-r-k-s-c-t-v i do work for ctv so uh that's uh that's that's me i'm uh that's that's where i am on the interwebs yes and of course you can find me uh on twitter at radio tony and on instagram and twitch at tony's game lounge and uh as well as tiktok where we post uh, highlights of the episodes that we post out on spotify and apple podcasts which is probably where you're listening to this right now Exactly. Add us all up. Add us all up. I'm always exactly. looking for more followers, more friends. You can either you can also find me on at Danger Nation Seven on Twitter if you like football. That is my burner football account. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> it's my NSFW Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you once again, Sean. It was a blast, and thank you, the listener for tuning in once again. We will see you back here next week with another brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. Bye! Farewell. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates. <laughs>